Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. We got two lively old men here. We got lots of shit to talk about. You know, like music, hot women. You know, like anything we can think of. So you best listen up. Many a long, long, long years ago, I met this deadhead hippie down at Nabisco. Now he is one of the coolest dudes that I know. Then one day he asked me to be on his lively old man show. I wasn't sure if that was something that I wanted to pursue. But he bugged me every fucking day until my boss turned blue. Then one day I decided that I'd give it a go. And that's when it turned into two lively old man shows. Two lively old man shows. Two lively old man shows. the meaning of pocket pool. Remember people would always say you play in pocket pool? That's men adjusting in their pockets uh, you know, their wang or whatever the hell you want to call it. You know, sometimes it gets uncomfortable in an awkward position and you're like in front of people and this is a problem guys have and you know, you kind of wiggle your leg around because you don't want to look like you're grabbing it or in your pocket but finally you end up having to either stick your hand in your pants and adjust it or stick your hand in your pocket and kind of move it around discreetly. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's and just, we're off. Here we go. Yeah. Men's problems. <laughs> men's problems. I actually just had something like that happen like a week or two ago. My wife looks at me. She goes, what the hell are you doing? I go, you don't have anything down there. You don't know what it feels like when it's in the wrong spot. Right? <laughs> that sounds like something my wife would say. Yeah. She just looks at me and rolls her eyes. She goes, yeah, I guess I don't know what that feels like. I go, it's, it's no different than me not knowing what it feels like to have big old boobs on the top of me. Okay? <laughs> exactly. I have no idea what that's like. Exactly. I mean, um, I wouldn't want to know, actually. You know? I keep hearing they're really sweaty in the summertime. Well, women just sound like it's a nightmare, you know, being a woman with their time of the month and all that stuff. I mean... God bless these women, but geez, I just wouldn't want to like be bleeding once every month, you know, for a certain period of time. I just wouldn't like it. How about you? Not even interested. I've said several times I'm glad I wasn't born a woman in this lifetime. I'm actually thinking I probably was born a woman before. That's why I appreciate it so much. We're gonna give you women props. You guys are the toughest. Oh yeah. Really. I oh mean, yeah. I'm you not... guys, you guys have babies. I've st- stood there and watched my wife had my son and. She just she was gonna do it without any drugs, and then she got to a point. She's like, "Screw this, give me the drugs." And the doctor says, "Too late, can't do it now." <laughs> so, uh, and she popped, and he was a big boy. So, woman power, dude. Yeah, you know, I still would love a woman to be a president of the United States. Not Hillary Clinton, but um, a really good woman. And I'm not saying nothing bad about her, Hillary Clinton, but uh, just not a fan of hers. I'm not, but yeah. um, it would be neat to see a. Uh, powerful. Oh, it'll happen. It'll happen. You know, just in a lot of movies and stuff, when they portray the future, a lot of women are president, you know? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was like uh, when uh, Star Trek had its first woman uh, starship commander. Right. I can't remember her name right now. Right. It was, really, it was a really good show. Yeah. I watching that. It's funny they make a big deal out of certain things, which just should have been already. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, whoever's most qualified for a job, whether it be a woman or a man, regardless of race or, you know, anything, whoever's most qualified should be the person for the job. You know, that's I a... totally agree. You know? Totally agree. And I know plenty of women who are way smarter than me, so... Most of them are smarter than me. <laughs> I, I agree with that. <laughs> you know? So how'd you do with the spring and forward thing? Spring hit us a few weeks back, and... Well, I don't know if I mentioned on my last hate list. I think I did, but uh, daylight savings time is one of them. I hate daylight saving time so bad. Um, I didn't do good at all. I'm still adjusting to it. I just wanted to stay like this where it's light as late as possible. And I would be happy. I'm the same as you. Yeah. I like that this, this, uh, what was she, a, what, what was she? I don't even know what she is, a Congress lady or a Senate lady or something. But she's pushing for, uh, you know, daylight savings times to go away. Oh, yeah. I think it's a woman from here in Washington. Yes. I can't remember her name at the moment, but I think it's a woman from up here in Washington. Yeah. We're, we're, we don't really care about politics as, that much. So, uh, well, maybe Eric does, but I don't. So I, don't. I used to, but I've decided, fuck that shit. It's too stressful. It is stressful. <laughs> and you never know what to believe. Exactly. It's like, it's like wrestling. <clears throat> like, you know, that's what it reminds me of. Like, you know, you watch wrestling when you were a kid, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's already, it's fixed kind of in a way. And, um. Oh, they have a plot and a, and a script they follow. Yeah. 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 That's how they make their money. It's all the same old bullshit. Like the Who says, you know, the old boss, the new boss, same as the old boss. Yep. You know, nothing ever really changes. They give you the illusion that things change. Oh, yeah. That's all the game they play. Right. But really, that's we, how they stay rich and powerful. We are screwed, glued, and tattooed. So don't think that, uh, don't think that they're doing any good for us. <clears throat> so anyway... So I forgot, or I didn't forget, but on my way here this morning, I go by Starbucks to pick myself up a cup of bucks. <laughs> and the place is closed. Starbucks is never closed. But it looked to me like they might be doing some construction. I saw like a, a portable shitter outside, and so it was some <laughs> yellow tape. and so. But still, I was starting to stress out I wasn't getting coffee this morning. I know. I, you uh, texted me. <laughs> it looked like your text was really frantic. <laughs> and... um. I felt bad for you because I know how you feel. I mean, um, I like my my whatever I need in the morning too, whether it be uh, uh, Rockstar. Oh, I don't drink Rockstars. I'm sorry. Uh, what are those other in the silver cans? Red Bulls. I like the Red Bulls. And then right here I got my coffee, my Iron Maiden cup. Did you see my Iron Maiden cup? I my, just did, yes. It was my Beatles cup, but now that's yeah. my Iron Maiden cup. So everybody, I'm showing him my Iron Maiden coffee cup. Remember I had a Beatles cup one time for our uh, two or three listeners who listen? Remember that? So I stopped at the AMPM up the street anyway and picked up some Starbucks they have in a can. A French vanilla, but it's triple shot. Energy strength. So Extra what, strength. What do they put in, like vitamin B or like... It says 225 milligrams of caffeine. Caffeine. I'm like, sure there's some other stuff. Red Bull says like vitamin B7 or something like Potassium, that. Potassium, vitamin A, vitamin C. Whatever this shit is, it is not good for you. It is not good to speed up your uh, 
your, your body metabolism, it's harder on your organs and your body, and but yet we all do it because we're all so tired of our jobs and getting up early and trying to fit life in with work. And So what do we do? In our bullshit society. We drink coffee and Red Bulls. So Speaking of bullshit society, what do you think about this uh, Will Smith-Chris Rock <laughs> fiasco from the, uh, what was it, the Oscar Awards late the other day? Yeah, you know... Uh, I thought that was really shitty, I gotta say, of him to do that. Um, I understand a lot of people will say, well, he was offending his wife, and I've heard a lot of people say that, and I just don't see how words should result in, you know, violent actions, you know? I just, the comedians, if we were going to do that, I mean, how many comedians would be slapped across the face? All of them. A comedy a comedian needs to do a shtick right now when they're doing their stand-up on stage where they have a uh, a guy who comes up and just, he pays, walks up and slaps him every so often during his, during his <laughs> thing because he says something might be offensive to somebody. Right. Doesn't slap him hard. It's just part of the bit. But just, you know, pop. Quite frankly, you know, I think that um, that was really the wrong thing to do. And it made him look very bad. And... I'm not a big Will Smith guy anyway. I think he's a very talented actor. I've seen a couple of his movies that I have liked, I right. admit. Right. And uh, I think he was really emotional. you got to say that. Chris Rock was standing there with his hands behind his back. He didn't see it coming. Yeah. So he just kind of got sucker punched in a way. And Basically, uh, yes. Chris Rock is more what I've understood from him on being on talk shows and stuff. He's a very, you know, he's not very, uh, like, a violent person. He's just... just an easygoing guy, funny guy. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, it's sad. I don't know if he knew. I don't think he knew. No. You know, and even if he did know, you know, it might have been a little offline to do, but... Well, I heard this morning Will Smith uh, resigned from the Academy. Really? So he can't vote for next year's award show or even receive anything. So, what about his reward, though? Or his award, I'm sorry. I don't know. I didn't hear about the award he got. Maybe he's going to give it back. I don't know. Because the Academy made some type of comment, well, okay, we accept your resignation, but we still have the right to discipline you in whatever manner we see fit. So, right. there's more to come. Who do you think would win in a fight? Will Smith, probably, right? So, like an actual celebrity boxing match? Yeah. Probably Will Smith. But look, Will Smith gave him that open hand. And it looked like he hit hard. And Chris Rock Chris just Rock turned around it. and looked at him. He, he took it. He said, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it sat, my, my friend, George, he was telling me he would have done the same thing if somebody said that about his wife, especially if she had the disease. That you know, The reaction doesn't 100% surprise me. I don't agree with it, but it doesn't surprise me at all. What does surprise me is he actually went up on stage and did it, not like something backstage after their little thing was done. Tell you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Did you hear him uh, like say an apology or anything like that? You know, I don't know. I'm sure he said something. I mean, with Twitter and whatnot coming. I know Chris Rock has made it. He apologized for what happened, even though he, it wasn't his fault. I guess he apologized for the joke. Well, being insensitive, maybe so. Chris Rock's. Tickets went up like double. I've heard all the shows have sold out. And a hundred dollar tickets, no, four hundred dollar tickets. So it was good publicity for Chris Rock. Oh yeah, and I actually mean, Will Smith, it's not been so good for him in public right. opinion. Yeah. So I mean, maybe it was a bonus. I mean, take take one, 
big hard hit well, to the face. Look at his reaction. He got smacked in the face, big open hand smack, and I think uh, isn't Will Smith like over six foot? He's six three or something. Yeah. So he's a big dude. He probably got a good size hand. Yeah, and he's in pretty damn good shape. Yeah. He got in shape from that movie. And Chris Rock got hit. Holly. His head went to the side. He turned back around. And it's yeah. like he didn't go down. He didn't even try to swing back or anything. You didn't even see him like flinch like he's going to swing back. Nothing. It was just like, dude, you got me, but. That didn't put me down. And then when he when he was yelling, you know, keep my wife's name out of your yeah. fucking mouth. I mean, he sounded like he was enraged. I mean, like, like I mean, enraged. And then I hear people, you know, ask the question, what if, like, The Rock would have been up there and said that? Oh, yeah. Or, uh, you know, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, yeah. I mean, would he have done the same thing? And, and by his rage, he might have. He might have. The thing was, though, if, I have a feeling if you were to take a swing at Rock, Rock would do something. I'm not sure about Momoa. Even Momoa's all buff and everything. I'm not, I don't know enough about him. But Rock's an ex-performer and, and he's a weightlifter. And I think both of them would have picked him up and turned him upside down and, and piled around his head. Boom. I mean, nobody would have put up with that. Chris Rock is my hero. I think that he's great, he, the way he handled it. Uh, it was so mature, the way he handled it. Um, I like his stand-up. His some of his movies are really corny and dumb, but you know. From what I understand, also he didn't even realize that Jada Pinkett Smith had that when he made that comment. Chris right, Rock, right. He, he realized after the comment that he found out like, oh, really? I didn't know that. You know, I was listening to Howard Stern, and um, no, <laughs> you're listening to Howard Stern. Yeah, and he you was never do that. He was talking about that, and he played a clip of her like the day before talking on some talk show where she was saying she was talking about her disease mm -hmm. and she said she didn't care what anybody thought about her shaving her head and that was her quote and then when she went on the award show that happened so that's kind of weird really you know? yeah huh yeah i don't know yeah i mean he played it i heard it you know? i've heard a lot of negative stuff about her like with all this happening too all, you, all you this stuff's what? been coming out from i don't really but like, i don't pay attention to most of it normally my so. wife can't stand her oh yeah and because he's with her, she can't stand her. And they're, they're kids. I mean, they're, they're such spoiled, rotten brats. I mean, you can hear stories about them. Huh. And the things they say, I mean, that's just things I hear. And I don't know if that's true, you know, but uh, rich celebrity kids are usually brat kids. Well, you grow up, your parents are in the spotlight, you got all this money, you get to go all these fancy soirees and whatnot, and, and premieres of movies, and front row at the L.A. Lakers basketball game. and If I was a celebrity kid, I'd be dead of drugs and sex. <laughs> Died from too much sex. I've never heard of that one. With drugs. <laughs> drugs or not. Died of too much sex. I've never heard of that one. Oh, come on. People's died during sex. Heart attacks. <sighs> uh -huh, I'm sure it's happened, but I haven't heard of it personally. So, um, Who said that? I heard an interview with somebody. They said their parent died during sex. Huh. I'll have to look that up, and I, I can't remember. But well, that would be the way to go. Yeah, I'd hate to be the woman if it was me, and I'm on top. The woman was because then this dead person's laying on. The you. woman was happy that that's how he went. The 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 wife because he said all his life that's how he's gonna go. So it was kind of a premonition, and he told his son, and then interesting. Yeah, I got to figure out who that was, but it was a celebrity that another interviewer on the Howard Stern show. <laughs> 
But anyway, yeah. so we were talking about coffee, and I came across this the other day. Um, in one of my podcasts I did before you and I started doing our thing here, um, I talked about an expensive coffee you can get out there, the world's most expensive coffee, and it comes from the butt of a marsupial. I've heard of this. It's called an Asian civet. It's coffee cherries that are shit out by the civet. Yes. And so what they do now is they have these civet farms, I guess. Yes. And they put these bags, they attach these bags to their ass. Yeah. So when they walk around and they shit, it goes there these Yeah, these beans, they ferment, I guess, in the in the, the civet to begin with. And they shit them out of this bag. When the bag gets full, they take it off, put another one on them. Can you imagine having that job? Man. But so then they make coffee out of it. And it's the most expensive coffee in the world, and I guess it's extraordinary. So, if you were at a place and this was offered, would you drink that? Hell no. <laughs> I mean, listen, people, you know, people will eat and drink anything, but I've yes. seen, I've seen this actually what you're talking about yes. before. Yes. <clears throat> if, if, if it just grossed me out. I think it's very strange. If I didn't know that's where it was from, I would probably try it. And then when someone told me, I'd be like, what the hell? Ooh, man, this isn't too bad. <laughs> right. It reminds me of this water processing plant that's a, they pretty much take sewage, and but at the end of the line, after all the filtration and laser lights, comes clean water out. I think I've seen something about that, yeah. Yeah, and the the guy who ran the place said this water's more, it's, it's Better cleaner than, than your tap water. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, he poured it out and drank it. But it's, everybody's waste goes through this place. Yep. And I'm like, God, just the thought of that. Yes, so you're actually a tough drink, one. You're drinking water that could have been in somebody else's body. and right. Oh, my God. But um, <laughs> that's a weird thought, but it's cleaner than your tap water. Yeah, no, I have seen this. Now that you're saying this, it's coming back to me. So, yeah, this, I, okay, that's personally something I would probably try. I think that's a great invention. Yes. If we, I could, mean, if we could take care of that, a lot of the water problems we're going to have in this world are going to be gone. Right. So. Yeah. That was a very good uh, documentary I watched on that. I, but that's been a while back since I've seen that. So yeah, I me wonder, too. I wonder you know, where they are in the process with all yeah. this. I think they were in California doing that. That's where it was. Huh. Yeah. Well, shit we can do with lasers now. The way they're getting lasers figured out. There's all kinds of shit. That, I mean, hell, they do surgery on people now with lasers. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, they got laser beams that'll fry somebody, like from a helicopter you know so kind of like a star trek with the phasers yeah <laughs> kind of like that kind of like that yep. you like the sound effect i love it <laughs> <laughs> if you were on star trek who would you be uh would you be a vulcan well I'd probably have to be captain kirk yeah because he gets laid all the time I know. <laughs> he know, gets to party. He gets to tell people what to do. I love William Shatner. Yeah, William Shatner's pretty cool. Yeah, he is. And he's he's been known to be a hard ass and a, and somebody who's... And he has. I've heard clips of him when he was younger. I mean, he was very arrogant. Very arrogant. But uh, I saw him on a Twilight Zone where he was on an airplane. And the creature was on the wing. Yes, I love that. that <laughs> that's actually maybe my favorite version of Twilight Zone. Me too. I used to watch that show all the time. When they redid it, they did a redo. Yes. In the 80s. And John... John, John Lithgow. Lithgow. Yeah. Yes. That was actually pretty good, too. I remember going to see that in the theater. You remember they you had want... three episodes, I think, that went on during, for the movie. Yeah, four, I think. Was it four? Yeah. Okay. You want to see something real scary? Yeah. 
And they played the Midnight Special by Creedence Clearwater Revival. That's part of what made me like that movie so much because just that song, Midnight Special, along with the way the movie was going, was perfect. That's a great song. It's a great song, yes. Yeah. If you haven't heard CCR's Midnight Special, pull that one up. If you haven't heard CCR's anything... You've John been, Fogarty's outstanding. You've been under a rock and you need to uh, listen up because, I mean, CCR is one of the best bands in history that I can think of. Are they in the Hall of Fame? Of course. Well, they, I would think of course, but there's bands that aren't like Bad Company. They're they were, not in, so they were inducted, I think, in the in the early two thousands, maybe the nineties. Okay. But it was a very uh, well. The band probably wasn't together anymore. They right? didn't play right. at all. Uh, Fogarty refused to play with the other guys. Right. He didn't like them. They did stand up, stand up there together, and accept their awards together. But yeah, I heard it's been a very bad, bad breakup with those people. I've he performed with them. other rock stars, like you know. Uh, so is he in with CCR and as a single? I'm not really like sh- Stevie Nicks is with Fleetwood Mac, you know. You know, I'm not really sure of that, but he should be. Yeah, because I was saying his his stuff after CCR is awesome too. I think so. The old so, man down the road and all that stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's got a a song that I love at this time of year because I'm a big baseball fan. Center field. And Woo-hoo. I play that song a lot this time of year because I love baseball. It's about to start up. So, yeah, it gets me into the baseball mood, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. So what's, anyway. what's funny, though, about CCR is uh, on my uh, library lately. It's funny how the library, I just put on random, let it shuffle and do whatever it does. How it'll play certain, like it knows what I'm in the mood for. Is that the best way, best way to put it? I don't know how. But it'll play like 60s rock and 70s rock, and it knows that's what I want to hear today. And then like yesterday, I was hearing a lot of 90s and 2000s rock come on. I was like, yeah, that kind of fits what I wanted. It was kind of weird. So CCR came on. I'm like, yeah, CCR. See, technology is spying on you. Oh, I know. Because I have a bunch of shit that actually, you know, says, here, this is what you might be in the mood for today. Right. And it is. It's like, what the fuck are you? (laughs) Who are you? Why can't you give me my winning lottery numbers, you yes, motherfucker? <laughs> You're doing this all wrong. Exactly. But yeah, um, Google in my house spies on us all the time. I mean, we'll be sitting there and all of a sudden it will say something. Yep. Yep. My going, what the hell? Uh, what was it? Uh, Connie was looking up something on the internet. And I didn't even remember she was looking it up. And all of a sudden, I'm looking on the internet like an hour later and it's popping up telling me, how about this, how about this? I'm like... Why is it telling me? I don't remember what she's looking for. I looked at her and said, how come my computer's telling me X, Y, Z? She goes, oh, I was searching that on the, on my computer. <laughs> so how can your computer tell my computer what the hell's going on here? What the hell's the, going on here? That happens all the time in our house. I mean, uh, we got the, the, the mini Google, and it's a little thing, and we, we can ask it questions, and it, it play games and all kinds of fun little stuff. And then we got our phones, and once in a while, you know, they start talking within each other. Like, it's like, we'll take over either my phone or my wife's phone, and I'm like, and then the Google will be talking, it's like, son oh of a God. bitch! Then my doors start opening and closing, my windows start shutting, my toilet starts overflowing, my washing machine blows up, and I fucking shit my pants! I was gonna say, you gotta shit your pants at the end here. <laughs> no, um, but I just think that you gotta be careful with technology, because oh, yeah. actually, I think people can spy on you easily. Um, they listen because they want to know what to bomb you with advertisements with. yeah so yeah I get keywords you know well luckily we don't say a damn thing in my house 
<laughs> yeah. They can't hear it over the music I'm playing. Ha! <laughs> Can you imagine it? And you know, listen to you have sex all the time. I, you know what? I've kind of wondered about that. If that's happened too, because they can hear everything we're doing. We don't have like the little mini Google thing like you have, or something like that. Hey Alexa, none of that stuff. Right. Although I keep thinking about getting one. We don't have one, but it's still obviously we're being listened to by our phones or maybe even our TV for all I know. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Anything connected. Yeah, they have ways of. Uh, we have ways. knowing. We have ways. What your interests are. Because they want to bomb you with advertisements mostly. I don't know if there's any a sinister plot. <laughs> if they're listening to me, they're bored. So anyway, I want to bring up something. No way. Oliver Taylor. We're done for this episode. Thank you. See you later. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> What's he doing there? All right, who? Oliver Taylor Hawkins. Oh. Let's get him in here, yes. He was born February 17th, 1972. He was 50 years old. I didn't realize he was that old. He looked very young. I had him at like 40, so... Good-looking dude. You know, I would uh, uh, put him on my drummers list for one of the best drummers, but I didn't really think of him at the time. And I should have, because Foo Fighters are one of my favorite bands. Right. And I watch him. He's an animal behind the drums. He's an animal. He stands out. Yes. So I don't know why I didn't put him on my list, and that was a major flaw. And because him dying, that's... Why well, I remembered to put him on my list, but that's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes what's right in front of you is hard to see. I mean, we all know how those are most things in life. Sometimes something that's obvious and right in front of you, it's hard to see because you're looking at other stuff that you're whatever, you know, so. Right. Did you know he was a touring drummer for uh, Sass Jordan and Alanis Morissette? I knew the Alanis Morissette, and I knew there was somebody else, but I didn't know who it was, yeah. yeah I found that weird that... Uh, that Dave found him through him being on the last more set, basically. Because he was actually touring with her at the time that Dave brought up to Taylor, hey, would you like to join Foo? Right. Just to change the subject, just a hair, and I want to go back to it, but I like Atlantis more set. I think she's awesome. I think she had a unique voice, and I like a couple of her songs. I kind of remember a couple songs, but I was so into different music back when she was popular. I mean, I heard her on, it was kind of like some other stuff like back in the 80s that was on the radio all the time, but it wasn't really my style. But I heard it, so... Yeah, I guess he had a couple <clears throat> side projects, too. He had, like, oh, yeah. a, a progressive rock band. It was called Sylvia. Yeah, yeah, I think I heard of Sylvia. I didn't know it was progressive rock, yeah. but okay. I never heard it, so I'm going to check it out. And in 2004, he formed a, a side project, um, Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. And he played drums and sang and released three studio albums between 2006 and 2019. Yeah, I knew he did some individual stuff. I, didn't, I haven't heard a whole bunch of it, but I've heard some. I'm so glad to hear this, because this is stuff I didn't know. That I'm stuff. Gonna, that I'm going to check out. It's too bad, though. Someone has to die for people to understand or you know, realize stuff like that. Yeah, that that's what like, I feel about oh. it. I didn't know that he was, you know, that much in the rock scene like that. Oh, yeah, I knew he sang. I, I saw him sing a Queen song with Dave Grohl. Right. And I thought he did a very good job. Yeah, he's all right. He's not great. Come on. He's, he's a good rock singer. He's great. He's great on the drums. He's a great drummer. From what I understand, he's a good person, too. So He was inducted in the Rock Hall of Fame with the Foo Fighters in 2021. Yeah, just last year. Yep. And he was voted Best Drummer in 2005 by the German magazine Rhythm. By the way, I had him on my list. Thank you. Thank you very much. You had him on your drum list? Oh, yeah. Right on. Right on for Eric. I'm but I'm a bigger Foo Fighters fan than Derek is, so... <laughs> um, I'm getting there. He's. I think you're right. You've been a fan longer, but I'm getting there, you know. But anyway, you know where he was born? 
No, I don't. Fort Worth, Texas. He's a Texan. Yeah. And his family moved to Luana Beach, California in 1976. And that's where he grew up mostly. Laguna Beach? Is that what it is? I, I, I could be. I don't know. I, I've heard of Laguna Beach. I haven't heard of Luana Beach. <laughs> that's I know what someone named Luana. But... I think that's what it is, actually. Yeah, Laguna. They have big uh, drag racing down there. Laguna Beach. They have big drag racing. I, I was down reading there. it like Spanish, like the silent or something. Yeah. Uh, I'm an idiot. What can I say? But it's sad. It's it's a really sad thing that that happened. I mean, I think it affected me pretty bad. Like the same as like Van Halen. I mean, it was so unexpected. And I'd say Eddie Eddie Van Halen affected me worse just because of the history I have with him through my life. If Taylor been, God forbid, Dave Grohl had passed away, that would have really got me. Right. Because you know I've got a man crush on Dave Grohl, so. <laughs> would you blow cocaine in his ass? No, no, thank you. <laughs> By the way, but, oh, but I will. He will blow cocaine in Valerie Bertinelli's butt. Woohoo! He said this. He said this. <laughs> I did. Uh, not Stevie Nicks. No. 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 Valerie Bertinelli. Well, I. All I don't I can th- say is Valerie was the thing for me way back then, and it had never changed. Uh, I really don't think he would. He's just saying that because he really did have a crush on her. Um, I, I did. I don't think he would actually blow up. I color. still think she's pretty hot. <laughs> I think she's pretty. I watch her on a cooking show on the weekends. But did you know that Taylor overdosed on heroin in 2001 and was in a coma for two weeks? You know, I think I do remember something about that, yeah. Yeah. Did you he like, almost, remember he almost died, basically. He did. Yeah. And Dave Grohl, the whole time, was at his hospital yes. bed yeah. until he woke up. Yeah, I, I'm concerned for Dave Grohl's mental being at the moment. Me so. too. I mean, they had to. Of course, they had to cancel because they right. they can't go on without Taylor. Right. And um, I think that's one of his closest best friends. I think it's. From my understanding, it is his best friend. Yeah. Yeah. So sad, and he did have a few drugs in his system. He had uh, opioids in his system. I don't know if they're painkillers or <clears> if he did heroin. I mean. I don't know what he might have done. Uh, he had some antidepressants in his system, some Benz, whatever you call those, Benzies. <laughs> That's what they call on the streets. Um, I guess. So. <laughs> you mean speed or something? I don't even know what it is. Oh. This is how out of touch we are. We don't know what drugs are anymore. Yeah, That's I, how old we're getting. I've never really been a big drug doer. No, but I at least knew what they were. Yeah, I tried a few <laughs> and um, just weed and Booze has been mostly my thing. That's been mostly my thing. I've done some other stuff over the years, but yeah, it's been mine. That's enough for me. Yeah, so. and don't get me wrong. I know that can be a problem. Oh yeah, but I try not to make it a problem. No, and some people shouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't recommend it. So exactly, put it that way. But other people are perfectly fine. So on on the the album called "In Your Honor" by the Foo Fighters, there's a song called "The Men," and that was about um, <coughs> Taylor Hawkins. OD and him getting better. Oh, okay. So, if anybody had never heard The Mend, check it out. That's one I didn't know. Where's my pen? <laughs> How to write this down. So, I, I wanted to say a few uh, celebrities who, who gave him a tribute. So, Miley Cyrus, Liam Gallagher, your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, Elton John, Chris Martin from Coldplay, uh, Jill Biden. That's our first Jill lady. Jill Biden. 
Yes, that's our first lady, ladies and gentlemen. Ringo Starr, Tony Iommi, Tom Morello, Stevie Nicks, Ozzy, Axl Rose, Lenny Kravitz, Mick Jagger, Steven Tyler, Brian May, Jerry Cantrell, and Zach Wilde. Plus, many, many more. So this guy was loved by everybody he met. So the, the book I'm reading right now was written by Neil Peart of Rush before he passed away. And he was actually friends, it says in the book, talks about it. He was friends with Taylor Hawkins as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and from what he said about Taylor Hawkins, not only is he a great drummer, he's a great person. Yes. So. You know, I'm sure him being a drummer and Neil Peart being one of the best drummers in rock and roll, I'm sure that he would look up to Neil Peart. I mean, oh, yeah, they were real good friends. Yeah. Yeah, he said, and he said Taylor was a wonderful guy. And this is before Taylor passed away just last week, obviously, so. Right. So. So, just as we're talking about drummers, remember I said something to you about uh, not the best in the world, but maybe your favorite? So, I had a list of drummers here, mm -hmm. and it's not particular order per se, but kind of is. Uh, Neil Peart, Taylor Hawkins, Chad Smith, Alex Van Halen. Those are my four. I like that. That's a good. There's some other really, really good drummers, don't get me wrong, but these are my favorites, the ones I enjoy the most when I listen to the music. What about John Bonham? I, you know, he was like, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't listen to Led Zeppelin now like I used to. Back in my 20s, it would, they were the band. I listened to them all the time. It kind of changes with certain bands, how you get into it for a while, then you're not into them quite as much anymore. Right. Well, so I, know I still saying. think he's a great, great drummer, but right now, enjoyment-wise, when I've got my radio going or something, these are the guys I want to hear. So that's how I'm looking at this, favorites. Okay. Is that all of them? No, I just throw, threw down four, just my top four, basically. You were talking about a super group, like who would I put together? And I was thinking my favorite people are together, actually. Okay. It was the Winery Dogs. Oh, yeah. That would be my super group that I would put together. I'd put Richie Kotzen, because he's one of the best guitar players around. With Billy Sheehan, the best bassist around. With Mike Portnoy, the best drummer around. And I would just put them together, and they are together as the winery dogs. But a boom! You know who put them together? The genius who put them together was Eddie Trump. Oh, really? Yep. He huh. got them. He got them together. He pretty much formed that band because he was friends with all of them and said, "Hey, why don't you get together with him or that?" They were all kind of on their interesting. I didn't know that. Kind of on their downtime. I listen to his show on the way home sometimes. It's on Mondays, I believe. I think he's very good. You um, know what's funny about Eddie Trump is I hear things that are really good about him. Then I hear other people say other things that aren't quite so good. But I have to remember that he's a you know human just like the rest of us, too. So. He's a human, yeah. and anybody in the public eye is open to scrutiny. Yeah, anybody in the public eye is going to get yeah. scrutiny. And you got to have a so, tough skin to be in the public yeah. eye because you're going to read a lot of bad shit about yourself. Yep. Yeah. Or so, you'll walk up on stage and slap someone in the face. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good comparison. Anyway, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Um... What do you say, Eric? I say, take me down slow and easy. <laughs> Make love to me slow and easy. <laughs> do we already do this anyway? I don't know. <laughs> that's what I felt right there. So that's what I think. All right. We Peace. love you all. Peace.